0: Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we discover how to get stronger together. What is up, entrepreneurs and business owners? We are back on the Stronger Business Podcast, and we have an awesome guest today. going to teach us a lot about business and really niching down into building a brand inside of a niche-type business. Uh, something that we can all learn on how to just bring in different components inside of what we're already doing to make more money, to build more credibility. It is going to be a super awesome episode. A lot of cool conversations. My man that's joining me today. He's the host of his own The Profitable Cleaner podcast. He is a co-founder of Power Placing, a business that uh, is involved in the cleaning industry and some really cool aspects of all sorts of different parts of recruiting and doing things to help businesses grow inside of that cleaning piece of it. Angel Sandoval, welcome to the
1: podcast, man. What's up, man? Thank you for having me. That's pretty cool, man. That was a really cool intro, by the way. So um, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm the one that does the intros for me too. Like, what's up, everybody? And so that was pretty cool. That was you, really well, good.
0: You, well, you make it easy, man. You you are cool. <laughs> You've got a lot of cool stuff going on. So I just roll with it. And hey, it makes it sound even cooler.
1: So, Well, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. And you know, for those listening, if you guys can give us your next 30 minutes, I'm sure we'll drop some nuggets and some value here. So let's get after it, man. Man, I, serve.
0: Am, I am 100% certain. If you give us your next 30 minutes, we're going to help you make more money, grow your business faster. There's gonna be tactics tips. This may be the most you've ever made per hour. Listen, <laughs> this 30 minutes, of this podcast. Ooh,
1: okay. the bar high for Here you, Angel. Go. That means I you know. now I better stretch it. Ring yeah. it.
0: All yep. right, Angel, my man, you you um you are in the cleaning business. Um, Josh and I are in the commercial cleaning space. I've been in the Commercial cleaning space. I've I've owned a business in this space uh, since 2005. So I am uh, seasoned in this space. I love commercial cleaning. We have Uh um, with our company, we've been able to bring a really professional business aspect to a space that that's not all that common. And so it's easy for us to be unique. It's easy for us to stand out. And guess what? Almost everybody out there needs a commercial cleaning service if you Mm -hmm. have a business. So we love it. It's not the most sexiest glamorous thing in the world to most people, but it is absolutely awesome
1: behind the scenes and as a business owner. And so I love it. I don't know if you feel the same way. Well, listen, I don't own one. I've never owned one. I've never cleaned and I don't plan on cleaning. I think that's what makes this a very intriguing, um, maybe an intriguing episode because people listening to this are probably thinking I own one, owned one and or worked inside of one. Um, Owning the Profitable Cleaner podcast, the cleaning profits, and then working with like over 50 commercial cleaning companies and residential, we've never and we don't plan to. And I think that's actually kind of what made Made oh, us very special. You probably didn't, didn't even know, know that it. either. Yeah. I did not yeah. know that. I'm learning right
0: now. I'm like, man, so you're just here to help me grow my cleaning
1: company. 100%. 100%. And I think that's where people get lost sometimes, man. That's where, for, even for a second, I was like, I should probably own one so that I can build my credibility. And then I realized that that's, that, the, that won't build my credibility. That'll just get me into more.
0: It's into more, more work. Into a bigger fish.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, and not stand out. So we actually fell into the space by accident. And then we started seeking opportunities and gaps in the space that coupled themselves with the skill sets that we have. Right. And if you can see the opportunity and attach it to your skill sets, that's how you gain credibility, not really having to be in the industry. All that right. makes sense.
0: So check this out. This is really cool, man. I'm learning right now. Well, let me say this <laughs> first. Then I, then we'll talk about the topic that we're discussing okay, okay. right now. Um if you need to own a cleaning company and you're looking for that credibility for a few million bucks, I will sell you our cleaning company and and (laughs) I'll figure out a way to make it work for you. So don't don't feel like you don't have an option here if you want it cuz we
1: can make you know we can make hey, that. listen happen. bro, I have I have people in my network looking to buy companies. You <laughs> let me know if y'all are selling and I'll I'll make an introduction very soon. Um,
0: but no, here's the cool thing. So so Josh and I we we have been business owners in other professional service space industries. Obviously me tax and accounting is what I do. Josh mm-hmm. was in the insurance space. It's yeah. You dress up, you go to chamber events, you know, you learn all the stuff about running businesses with culture and all the different things. And we're like, hey, we both accidentally somewhat ended up in the commercial cleaning space. And then we merged together and owned the business together and said, hey, this we see an opportunity. Nobody's a lot of commercial cleaning companies out there don't approach it like we do as a business, as a professional Mm. next level service we can come in with our expertise and our knowledge and kind of rule this space. So we saw an opportunity with that. It sounds like you saw an opportunity for you. You had business expertise, business knowledge, ways to grow and build companies. And you saw an industry littered with a lot of companies that didn't have that. And so 100%, 100%. that that's really cool how we both, we both
1: saw a gap and said, Hey, let's go after this thing, but in completely exactly. different angles. <laughs> exactly. And that's how it should be. That, I mean, listen, that's, you will get imposter syndrome in the beginning, you know, because, like, who, by the way, I listen to this guy. Uh, so, what we did is we did a little bit different. I mean, we own the word dateporter.com. Um, That was the best way to, to get in the industry. The domain dayporter.com, nightporter.com, we have it. Um, you know, we have a few, but we were like, okay, how do we get people's attention without leveraging our expertise yet? Because they don't know us, they can't trust us. So, we got the word dayporter.com and so when people would search day porters, we would come out. Um, and then the second thing we did is we're like, well, let's go learn from the best. Um, if they don't trust us, they'll trust the people we bring. And so we decided to start the Profitable Cleaner podcast. And we're like, this is how we learn about the industry. And the Profitable Cleaner kind of took off on its own and branched into an event and media company. While um, the the day porter, which was the virtual team building, kind of split. And I rebranded. So that podcast took off on its own and did its own thing, man. We were not expecting it to do so. But but yeah, we saw that opportunity and you know, we, we just got entrenched. We're like, if we're really gonna go into it, let's go learn from the experts. So we interviewed the experts, started going to events, and then we're like, I think I can do better. Like we saw the events and we're like, I can do that, I can put something together way better. And that's how we got into the event company and and uh now we're here. Man, that's super cool.
0: I love that. I like entrenched is a really good word too. I think it describes kind of you. You went all in in a very small niche space, and that's unique. Um, I want to share something with our listeners here. I think is hugely important that that you figured out and you figured out how to get there fast. Um, I think a lot faster than companies traditionally do. It's in order to to really grow your business at a at a scalable level, or to be able to charge premium prices, Mm -hmm. your customers have to like, know, and trust you. Um, uh, That that like, know, and trust, I think is huge for business. That's why it's hard for a startup. That's why it's hard for new business owners. You do not have that credibility. You don't have that like, know, and trust yet. It sounds like you saw a way to say, you know what, we can build this like, know, trust credibility component, not by being in business 10 years, but let's just get really deep in the space of surrounding ourselves with the experts and the cr- people that are credible already here. Let's do a podcast, which has led to events, which has led to other stuff. And, and podcast, that, was that really strategic or intentional or is that something
1: you just kind of learned along the way? A little bit, you kind of, you know, the strategic, I would say for anyone listening, um, I would call it cope. like there's people out there that, I already have built a brand at a local. So like I used to do tech sales. That's where I come from. I come from the SaaS and software space. And when I sold for software, the strategy that I would always take on, especially if we're growing a new market, is I wouldn't go and try to get everybody all the time. Right. I would get somebody that if I name dropped, then everybody would know. And they know, like, and trust them, and they respect them as a business. So I remember when I was in SAS, I got this coffee shop that was taken off, and everybody loved their branding. I got them under our software back in the day, and so I would call every coffee shop after that, and I would say, hey, do you know this coffee shop? The name was Coffee Box. And they were like, yes, I do. And I'm like, did you see the program that they use? No, I didn't. I'm the one that set it up. Mind if I share why we did that? So that was my call, just left and right, left and right. I wouldn't try anything else. Then I would go into a different vertical. And so we took the same approach here. I picked experts that people already knew, like, and trust. We legit made a list, almost like a Dream 100. And we said, I want them on our podcast. We want to talk to them, and we're just going to serve them. We're going to do whatever we got to do to make them uh, uh, get the results that they want. And so now that's how we ran into you know Josh and how we got to know y'all is because we started – matching ourselves with certain people until we ended up going to this really big event. And then I can explain what we did at that event uh, here shortly. But I know I've been dropping a lot. So yeah, co-branding, mutual beneficial, co-branding, co-branding. They don't know it's co-branding. The people that are in my podcast don't know it's co-branding. But if I interview Elon Musk tomorrow, people will automatically assume that I have a specific value. And so now they'll start searching me and figure out, well, what, what does what does he do? and that's all you want people to get if they can say, what does Chad do again? I've officially living I officially live in your brain and that's a good thing,
0: man, I love that you you build that curiosity and that mystique behind it. and I think that's in in life in relationships in business that's mm-hmm. that's valuable. there man, this is not disappointing. We're getting so many nuggets already. <laughs> I think it's really cool. The co-branding side, I think even the term co-branding, people need to think about and, and aligning yourself. It's it's extremely beneficial, but it can also be detrimental. Be careful percent co-brand with and who you surround and tie your, your credibility and like know and trust with because it's if it's in the wrong place, it can hurt your business way more than it helps it, which comes back to the strategic approach you mentioned. You made a dream 100 list. Yeah. You didn't just say, hey, let's do a podcast here. Let me, hey, yeah, whoever. hey, agent, go find me a bunch of guests. Or, hey, let me just bulk email a whole lot of people. Or let me get on Instagram and say, do you send me who you want to be on my podcast? You were strategic. You said, not only are we doing a podcast, we have a reason we're doing a podcast and we have a strategy behind 100 people, specific people we want to get on here for a specific reason. And I think that's where most business owners and most people miss the boat. They're like, I'll do a podcast, but they're not willing to put in the work or the strategy or honestly, just to reach out to people that's above them that may say no and take that oh, risk. Um, so hats off, man. That's
1: That right there is is huge, I think, for business owners and entrepreneurs to understand. And I think you made a good point. It could be detrimental. It is an internal co-branding. So what I mean by that is like they don't know we're co-branding. I'm I know that yes. I want them there that in, then I can send that podcast somewhere else. But I'm not saying, hey, Chad has an offer. I have an offer. We're doing a joint venture or a co. because that is horrible. That is detrimental. I agree. I don't like when people have 10 offers. We're very weird. We're very clear about one offer for per company. One thing. Right. Like can't change because then you confuse the market. Um what thing you know yeah i i enjoy all this kind of stuff i am i want to say i am very strategical in that sense um to the point chad now is we started with like small cleaning companies that would come into our podcast now we're actually shifted so we noticed that a lot of our competition does look at the smaller cleaners zero to two million zero to five million like they're That there's a lot of like mentors, podcast events for those people. But then there's this big gap. So when you get to the 10 million, the 15 million, the 20 million, the 60 million. So we noticed that our skill set at one point then shifted into that. So when you go to our event, our first event had 55 people. Our second event had 100. Our third event that's coming up in September, which you should attend. I'm just kidding. uh, 300, right? That's the goal. But the average revenue size now went from about one point something million to the second event being a little over ten if we averaged all the companies. And so we're slowly Your attendees we are now are in the ten big times position. higher level of business than you started out. so yeah so like we have companies that were 120 million 60 million uh, 25 million 13 million of course you still get the ones that are not there and that's beautiful because now we become the people that can be the middleman between someone at a million and someone at 60 and 100 to where if somebody did want to get their cleaning company acquired I'll be like yeah let me hit up my boy are you interested? Right? Like now I can, now we can play a more strategic approach. That's why we're called the cleaning profits. And that's why our positioning is, is different. Right right, man, I so. love it. All right. Let's, let me back up a little bit. Let's go back. <laughs> and we're going to ease
0: into this event side of things. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm super curious about that. So you build a podcast to build that like and trust, and that credibility, but you didn't build it to promote yourself or your company. You said, let me build a podcast. Let me be very strategic for who I want to have on here to co-brand with, but not to introduce my service or my business. Let me highlight them. Let me help them get the message out there. Let me help them win. Let's build a relationship. That, in turn, is going to co-brand me. It's going to help make people aware of my business. like, no, trust me, this is not some sales tactic where I'm trying to sell my product Pitch on a every podcast. guest. yeah, no, no yeah, this no. is a very organic approach, which I think that is the difference in it being successful versus it crashing and burning you you highlighted that, which is awesome. Now, at some point, an event came into play. Tell me, I'm super curious about this event side, how it happened, why it happened, what you've learned. I I am three and a half years into an event myself and had no earthly idea what I was doing and I'm st- I still don't so still don't, uh, know. yeah <laughs> so, so share with me how you got there and why and kind of where that's at
1: yeah so the event kind of kind of happened man um you know we uh this is gonna sound weird I don't I don't know if y'all if you're faith-based if your listeners are faith-based I'm very faith-based I'm God-centered and you know we were doing the podcast we just we just got this random call in to create an event, man, to bring something that nobody had brought to the to the industry. So definitely not us, man. If you took it from a logical standpoint, it does not make sense. But if you take Old it from paper, a this is a, a
0: bad move.
1: One hundred percent. Oh, we lost so much money the first year and the second. Year. Like you and I both know, events are not like the most profitable thing. Is no. it's more of a positioning play, and um, you know, so we. We did the event and we're like, Oh my God, what are we doing, man? Like, All right, so what's the name? Like, what's the name of the event called cleaning profits, but not cleaning like profit prophet money, but a profit P-R-O-P-H-E-T, P-R-O-P-H-E-T yeah. with a money sign at the end. Cause people still want that money. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's a profit. Like it's, it's, we're helping people prophesy certain things. And I don't mean by me saying like, I'm God or they're my disciples, but like them, a prophecy of like, you can, uh, you can build your company without sacrificing your whole life, basically. Oh, that's and good. So I love our that. Event Balance. Is of, exactly. Harmony. Harmony. Um, I like Harmony more. Harmony. Uh, and No entrepre- such thing as balance. Balance is a mess. I, I agree. I Once I figured out, once I
0: gave up on trying to achieve balance, I was a lot happier in my life and in my business. I rarely hear harmony and entrepreneurship go together. So I love that. This is.
1: Uh, yeah. Harmonious. Depends what kind of harmony you're playing, though, right? Sometimes it's going to be an intense harmony. Sometimes it's going to be mellow. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, that we kind of brought that um, brought that to life and our class our uh, event is a little different we focus on the person and so we'll do we'll pray there we'll bring god-centered people everybody knows that if they go like we're gonna be preaching from stage right um they also know that it's gonna be about like we work out every morning when you're there you go work out if you want to optional but then we bring speakers that have never been in the industry that bring more about the person team building the heart the mind the soul like we go deep so if you go to an event, you don't cry like I did something wrong, right? Like if you don't come and you leave wanting more and confused in a good way, like in a I'm capable of more or get your priority straight, then we didn't do our job right. Man, right? I and love the people it. in itself, since it's so niche, they'll network, they'll give each other the tools and the industry specific. They got that. They don't need me for that. They need me for everything else. The else, the things that they're not down to tackle on the everyday.
0: All right. So this is really cool. Um and I think this also from people that's never experienced something like this, that they get very skeptical um, about events that, that are more centered around personal development, spiritually, mentally, physically, all those things. But I, for one, like those type of things have changed my life as a business owner. Um, I went to a conference a few years ago, and and part of that, they talked about how as the owner – I am the biggest asset in my business. And that has stuck with me every day since then. And if I don't take care of myself physically, if I don't take care of myself spiritually, if I don't take care of myself as a business owner, my business is is going to struggle. It's not going to be as good. Not only am I not going to be as happy in the whole side of that piece of it, but. You got to take care of the the you have to take care of the business assets, and you are the by far the most valuable asset of that business. So, engaging in something with other business owners where you're learning to take care of yourself and build that personal development piece, um, I 100%. love that. You'll
1: never outgrow your business
0: but for for the longest time. I I, I didn't understand that, and. And I would have just quite frankly thought something like y'all are throwing was some frou frou weird cult deal. No, it's a let's just we need need to get back to work. (laughs) But but it does, man, it's a it exponentially makes a huge difference in your life, your happiness, and the level of success for your business. So I love that. So, so you done the first event. Did you all you said 50 people were at the first event?
1: Did you think you were gonna have 300? Did you think you were gonna have 20? No, 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 we're no, no, we kept them more intimate. Okay. I so you
0: intentionally go, said, yeah. okay, I know what, all right, we're going to land. And obviously financially, it sounds like it wasn't great, but you decided to do another one. Why? hundred percent.
1: hundred percent. The first one, you know, for the first one we called it for us, it was more like, so people knew who we were. So that was our right. whole thing. We didn't care about making money. Branding. We just cared to that. People knew, Hey, we're here. We're here. Like, Hey, Check us out. We're here. Compare us to everybody else. We're here. And people are like, "Whoa, that was different. But that doesn't mean they still trusted us or that they still knew that we're here. Like we planted our flag. They didn't know that. So the first one theme was called raise your standards, sales and spirit. That was the theme. Right. Raise your standards. So we wanted to introduce our standards to the to the community. Love it. They were like, cool event. Awesome. Now we need to bring it to 100. Now you got to double it. But now I got to make everybody feel that everybody from the 55 now to 100. Right. So we called it the statement. We call our themes based on what we are doing and what we want others then to create. So it's called the statement, meaning if you show up, if you're one of those 100, this is for sure where we stake our flag in the industry, stake a flag in the event industry, but in the facility services space and residential cleaning. And we say. We're here and now you can't move us. That was the point of the statement, and people felt that. The third year, this year coming up in September, it's called a takeover, and so the reason it's called a takeover yes. is not just because we're gonna. We're officially this third year is where we will say, "You have an event in the space. Good for you, but it's not this one. Like we're taking over this we're, industry. We're yet in the personal development." And, and, and faith-based lane for facility services and residential cleaning. Anybody in the cleaning industry, this is the takeover. Come in September 24th to the 27th. I'm nah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: This is awesome. It, I love the themes. I'll, again, it comes back to there's a strategy. And not only is there a strategy, you guys are practicing what you're preaching and how you're approaching the event. The You're through the event teaching the tactics and the approach that the business owners need in their in in their town in their city in their community in their industry what they're doing and I love that that's that's really really smart and creative um when you look back right now on the podcast and on the events how much difference has that made in the success of like your real business and financially for how y'all have done well, the
1: business just side. to be very clear, the podcast and the event are a business now, right? So in, uh-huh. the, beginning, yeah. in the beginning, it was different. Now we ventured out. We split it because it has to be its own company now because of the attention and the revenue that's coming in. So how did it impact us? A lot. I will say, though, asterisk there, like, hold on, because people then say, OK, I need to start a podcast. That's not that's not what I'm saying at all. Don't just go and start a podcast. We're in episode, what? 120 something 130 something in the last year and a half right this is new like we haven't been in the industry for two years barely getting there and so we just moved very fast it takes a lot of commitment a lot of investment so just i wanted to preface that before everybody thinks they need to throw an event in a podcast yeah a lot of heartbreaks and a lot of excitement at the same time but looking back it was the best decision we could have made um it's attracted us it's put us in rooms where people probably struggle to get in rooms with, which I feel super blessed to. So like now the people wanting to do business with us are not the ones that are making six figures or the ones that are with a, you know, seven, five million. Now we're in like rooms with hundred billion plus companies and they're looking for our expertise, which makes no sense because we're like, what, what do we bring to the table? But again, in context, you're so ingri- in there that you don't realize how good you're doing And so when you sit and and look back, you're like, oh, man, we did do that, huh? And so it's been awesome, man, um, looking back at it. But again, in this year and a half to two years, in these two years, it's literally been head down, grinded out. And now that I feel like we're finally on the way out of like the full grind. Now I know that we have to dive even deeper. Now we have to go double down even more because we've we've proved the concept of the podcast and the event. Now we need to scale the concept and the podcast. Yeah. You you,
0: you built the following and the momentum and as ex- maybe depressing, maybe exciting as it sounds, now's when the real work starts and you, you really got to
1: add fuel to the fire and put put the pedal down now there's expectation man that's the catch you start a podcast and event and people now de- not depend on you but they expect that next year you have to do more and better and more and better that's where it gets and hard that's exactly I love right that expectation though that's a badass expectation i have a journal like look, look, i have a little journal thing that i've been doing and i talked about this to myself i guess um that there's a con- i'm gonna read it if it's cool with you heck yeah that there's a Okay, (laughs) there's a constant pressure of filling the shoes of your future self, but the future self is built by three things, my own expectation and my own perception, others' perception and expectation, and then God's calling and mission for me. And so I think when sometimes when we feel the future, we depend on our own perception of us. I'm always gonna think I'm cool, or I'm always gonna think I'm supposed to do this. But if other people have a different perception expectation, I I align mine, and then I align God's. Oh man, we've got I've got a responsibility very big that I need to fill. It's like a little triangle, um, and I need to take all three. And uh, uh, and if you close out that triangle, right in the middle is exactly who I'm supposed to become and what I'm supposed to do. You know,
0: and and that's I think at the end of the day for a lot of personalities similar to ours that's what drives us like it's a lot of work it's a lot of grind it's a lot of pressure it's expectation but that's what fuels us and what drives us and that's what i love about entrepreneurship and business i think it's that same thing now i want to come you brought something up i'm going to completely switch gears on this
1: yeah please do why do you <laughs> why do you journal Well dude believe it or not this is neil this is my six okay. day journaling i i've journaled in the past i used to not journal because there's all kinds of journals. Um, for sure. me, it was just like, okay, I just need to get my thoughts and paper. Um, especially cause I like speaking. I like training. I like leading. And if I'm going to lead myself, um, then I need to be able to put it down. I just think it keeps me grounded to what I learned that day, um, yeah. to me personally. And I don't think if, if you don't take it out of your head and you leave it in there, it's not going to do you any good. You're going to forget tomorrow. Do you think every business
0: owner should journal do you think it's something you do in different seasons what's your i think
1: i think every business owner should do should try something to keep themselves going um i really like the alex hermosi like uh setup where he's like because sometimes we do say like wake up early ice cold ice bath uh journal do this sometimes you just gotta get to work man that's it (laughs) so sometimes you just gotta stop it wake up and go straight to work they they said the analogy of a farmer, like a farmer doesn't wake up and do an ice bath. The farmer wakes up, gets his boots, goes outside, does his thing, and then takes care of the rest. So for me, man, do whatever you feel it's, is doable. Now in this season of my life, now I need to journal. If you asked me a year ago or you asked me six months ago, I would have been like, hey, listen, man, I don't even know what to journal about because I just need to execute right now. And my way of journaling, quote unquote, was working out. Praying and going to church. That's still I always did that. I just never reflected back on what I did. Right? I like it. Yeah, I think, I think
0: you're right. I think so many people get wrapped up in all the things. It's a wake up at 5 a.m. Do breathing exercises, meditate, work out, take an ice bath, journal, be grateful. You know, at some point it's like, geez, it's just too much. Too many boxes to check. Yeah, 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 it's exhausting. It's a yeah, it's a. at some point you got to, where the rubber meets the road, you got to get some stuff done, but there is that balance. I have Mm -hmm. taking pieces of that type of stuff and holding myself accountable to certain things like that, that I didn't think I had time to do, or I didn't want to do has, has really made me more successful in business. And so I do think when you can carve out, Hey, I I don't think I have the time, or I, I don't think I have the energy to work out or to or to take a nice bath or to journal. I don't think yeah. you do all those things, but adding something in that's really pulling away, that's it just comes back to taking care of yourself and kind of what you all preach at your events is find that whatever's, you know, resetting you and helping you what from a fair. development standpoint, physically, mentally, spiritually. And I think whatever that is, if you can do that um in any small or large capacity you know that's awesome maybe it's maybe you you take saturdays and sundays off maybe you spend an hour every morning doing something um whatever it may be i, I definitely think you should be doing something other than working but at the end of the day oh, you got to you got to work to make it all
1: happen and come together it's like my mentor said health wealth relationships and faith
0: ooh right. those
1: are the four pillars so when i say i just started journal doesn't mean that I didn't do anything for health, wealth, relationships, and faith. I can call the fourth one spirituality, but I'm just going to call it faith because that's, that's what I believe. So um, like health, what are you doing? I've never sacrificed working out, right? Like I would always go down somehow. Health, wealth, not just making ones. First is learning how to make money. The second one is learning how to save money. And then the third one is learning how to invest money. So I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. I love that one. It's like time for money, which is all entrepreneurs in the beginning, time for money. Yep. And then it's skill sets for money. And then it's money for money. Right. So, so and which, then, and then it's one, money for time. Which one do you think is harder? I think they're all hard, man. I think the shit. So, like, is, time, is, for money, making, time for money, time for money, investing. Is, is think, it harder to make money or keep money? I think the hardest one is the transitions, the transitions okay. into each of them, the yeah. mindset. Cause time for money, shit, I'll exchange time for money any day when you don't know anything. Like people don't realize that you're getting paid to learn. They think you're getting paid to work. No, no, no. You're getting paid to learn because then you use that skill set and then you go, oh, you hired me for sales. I can go sell now bigger. Now I can say, here are my skill sets for money. And then again, once you have those skill sets, some people get stuck in making money and they don't realize that you got to save, you got to invest, you got to distribute, you got to even though I can go close, can I build a team that can do it? So now you're going money for money. So I think the transitions are just of a mindset shift. But I think uh I think as long as you don't complain in the in-betweens and while you're doing it, I hear so many people like, oh man, this takes so much time. I'm like, Yeah, you just started. What do you expect? Like what the f- what do you want, what do you want me to say, bro? Like what? Oh, I'm not closing as much. I I wish I was just a- I have somebody always telling me, I wish I was just a master closer. You've been doing it for six months. Yeah. You will not master closing. I don't master closing. You just got to learn to love the process, enjoy the, the, the pain and just don't turn it into suffering. Cause suffering is when pain becomes long-term. Just yeah. don't do that. Just, just, just embrace it. I like the pain, man. I love chaos. Me too. I the like uh, yeah, I agree. It's
0: yeah.
1: a, that it shows me that I'm doing something big.
0: Yeah. The so... excitement behind that of, yeah, it's a, it's almost, mm-hmm. I don't know, that, that's where I think we're somewhat cursed and a little bit broken as entrepreneurs and business owners. It's, you almost enjoy the grind and the pain more than you do when you come out the other end, an expert or successful. It's, it, there's, there's a piece missing if you're not having, if you're not in the trenches anymore, a little bit.
1: hundred percent. No. And, and then I'm telling you, that's the shift right there. I've learned, I've slowly been transitioning from CEO to owner because there's a different um, transition there an owner doesn't run the operations doesn't see anything all they do is see a report and collect the profits collect their pay and they trust their team that's been the transition that we're taking on a few of the companies including the podcast like I should just post and leave host and leave show up train leave so it's been a cool transition and all of them they were not there yet but we're on our way and that's where oh. mentorship comes in our mentors is exactly what they teach us
0: I love it, man. And, and I've, I've found, and this is, this is recent for me. The more I can free up that time, the more bigger and better things end up falling in my lap. And so it's seems like mm-hmm. whenever I free up capacity or time by, by figuring out how to be an owner, more bigger, better opportunities show up. And I, I don't, I guess I'm making room for them. I don't know. It's weird yeah, how it works that in the business universe, it. but it's, it's the hundred percent the case. It's wild.
1: So I walk into my friend's house and he makes a lot of money, right? He's like pretty well. He's downtown San Diego. You know, he has an apartment there. Like He makes money. And I go in and there's nothing, bro. There's like a sofa, two sofas, two little sofas, his music stuff, a super small TV. You go upstairs and it's one bed, nothing else, man. And his closet empty. And I'm like, and a whiteboard. Can't forget the whiteboard. And I'm like, what is going on here? Because you would assume you make money. You have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then he's like, well, and he's really, real. he's really religious, he loves God, but he's really stoic. He's like this weird, great, great uh, uh person. And he told me, he's like, if the more things I have, the less I stand in receivership. And uh, And I was like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, if I don't create space for me to receive from God, for me to sit with no distractions, then I'm always standing in reactiveness I'm, I'm I'm standing in distraction so it's cool that you said that when you allow yourself to just sit and think and you open up space then you're able to receive you're able to say yes and yeah. so like that's why as owners when we're operators in the beginning or just operators we're just executing we have to shift from operator to CEO right so that we can then receive the next the next step and your team can now also receive the other part, the other teaching, which is accountability, ownership, right, a- autonomy. If you stay in there, you can't give that, but you that's also right. can't receive something bigger.
0: And I think that's interesting the way you use the term "receive," because I think, I think at this stage, you got to go from chasing to open up space. You start, you stop chasing, you you start receiving, but that's not the way it works in the early stage of business. I, I think we see a lot of people one year in that. They want to start receiving. And I'm like, you you got a lot for chasing. You have to do it and, sure. a, and a lot more to learn before you're ready for that. or got to earn it. It's it. happening. You got to earn it. That's right. All right, Angel. Man, I could, we could do this all day long. <laughs> we could talk business for three. This would be a, like a Rogan-style episode. We could talk for two hours. But unfortunately, we're getting close to the end of the episode. Always my favorite Part. This is where I get to put you on the spot, man. Okay, let's do it. It is time for the stronger business max out moment. This is where we get stronger in business and in life. We're going to, if you don't remember anything else from this podcast, this is one thing you need to listen to
1: right now. (laughs) Angel, what's your max out moment today? And just to be clear, just a message that if they only listen to this. This is
0: it. You, they only remember one thing from this episode. If they just forget the rest of it, this well, could be a tactic, a tip, some motivation, a quote, something they need to go do it this weekend, something they need to sign up for. It could be a book to read. It can be whatever you want to give somebody out there listening that has the ability to make them
1: stronger in life and in business. Well, listen, man, I think people knew what what we've all been through i think we all have problems i think we all go through things and i have to do the plug man i have to do the plug but like for me man what's made me stronger is is right here man it's it's been the bible it's been god man it's just that simple like if you're listening to this i'm not this is not gonna be me converting you or anything crazy like that (laughs) but all i'm saying man is there's things for the human and then there's things for god and for me what's God in me to scale fast, to enter a market that I don't know how to even clean, to get in rooms with people, to impact others, 100% has been answering the purpose and the calling that God has. So if you feel lost right now, if you feel maybe it's hard, just sit down and have a conversation with God. There's no way of doing it. There's no right way. Just have a combo and let him take over some of those problems.
0: Man, I love that. It's uh there's there's a reason for everything god has a plan faith trust belief there's so much wrapped into that that i love and that is a very very different and unique max out moment different than we've ever had in 170 something episodes of this podcast <laughs> so i
1: mean i'll i'll say one thing with that man is what's the point for me man why yeah. do i have a platform why do i do all these podcasts why do we make all this money if it's not not to be a servant and to be a fisher of men, you know? And so that's why we're here, brother.
0: It's bigger than each of us, man. I absolutely. So, all right, man, where do people find you at? How do they follow? How do they learn more? <laughs> how do they figure out how to be at this event? Share, yeah, connect. man.
1: Uh, uh, so Instagram, Facebook, Angel Sandoval. And since I'm Mexican, it's Angel Sandoval Soto. So S-O-T-O. I made it even easier for y'all to find me. That's the same on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Um awesome. And then go to cleaningprofits.com if you want to check
0: it out. Check it out. Well, man, this has been awesome. It has definitely been worth the 30 minutes of time to anybody <laughs> listening. So many takeaways, so much knowledge. You all go out this weekend, get stronger. Angel, thank you for being here. We will you, come man. back to you next week. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. We're excited to come to you again next week with more tools and tactics to help you get stronger in your business and in your life. Check us out on Instagram at Stronger Business or follow us uh, on our website at StrongerBusiness.com. Have an awesome rest of your day and we'll see you next week.